0: This is the Ranger Report Podcast, minor league edition. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and CJ Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast, Minor League Edition. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at BDeter75. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Ranger Report, on Instagram, on Facebook. And of course, we are part of the Fans First Sports Network. So brought to you by them, Dallas Sports Nation, Waltons, Waltons, Everything But The Meat, as well as I am on the Preferred Health Solutions online studio. So, we are glad to be with you. CJ has the night off, so I'm pulling a, uh, by myself tonight to do this minor league edition. So, uh, thanks for joining me this evening. I hope you guys are having a, a good week. Of course, there's no baseball this week after the All Star game ended on Tuesday. So, it gives us a little time to sit back and look at some things tomorrow on Friday. That is before the series starts. We will have a series preview uh, between the Rangers and the Cleveland Guardians. So, look forward to that coming up soon. But as of right now, we're going to take a little bit of a look at the minor leagues in the first half of the season. And I'm going to pull off the uh, minor league awards. So that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. The, sort of the mid-season awards of the minor leagues um, is what we're going to cover tonight on tonight's minor league edition. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, try to get through it as quick as we can um, as I'm flying solo tonight. Except for, as you can hear, with my puppy who is uh, playing with a squeaky toy. So anyway. All right, we will start with the Round Rock Express. Uh, the Round Rock Express is, of course, the AAA affiliate. Um, they are sitting at 52 and 34 at the midway point. Uh, 52 and 34 is their record. And I wanted to sort of just take a look at each um, level and give sort of my players of the year at each level, or the players of the the, the halfway through the season. So anyway, we're gonna start on the offense. Um, there were several guys up for this consideration in my, in my idea, but as if you've heard us talk, we've talked about this guy several times. My offensive MP, MVP is going to be Elier Hernandez, Elier Hernandez, uh, 15 homers, 63 RBIs, 303 at bats. Um, he's batting 320, 382, 554 with a 936 OPS. So quite an impressive start to the season. He has really, really, really had an impressive season defensively as well. Um, just a guy that there's no room for at the major league level, as we've talked about several different times. But a huge talent, and he would be my offensive player of the first half. And if I had to give a uh, a runner up, which I did, it would be J.P. Martinez, and he might have been the winner if he hadn't have missed time like he did um, with injury. Anyway, he has a uh, three fifty six, four seventy two, six twenty one, with a ten ninety three OPS. But he only has one hundred and seventy seven at bats, nine home runs. 44 RBIs. Other honorable mentions, Justin Foscue has had a good first half. Um, when he's down there, Sam Huff has had a good first half. Blaine Krim also had a good first half. Jonathan Ranielis also having a very nice first half. So these are all guys that were up for consideration, but I decided Elie Hernandez would be my guy at AAA. Now on the pitching side, um, again, a lot of guys, I didn't differentiate on this between... Um, starter and and uh, reliever. I just went with the guy who's done the best this year in mine. First half of the season, MVP would be Chase Lee. Chase Lee, who has been in 28 games, thrown 44 innings, and struck out 59 people while walking only 16. Um, he has given up six home runs in 44 innings, and uh, he has a whip of 1.16, an ERA of 3.27, and opponents are hitting 217 off of him. So it's been a very good, <clears throat> excuse me, first half for one Chase Lee. And my runner up would be someone that uh that actually um was in the major leagues to start the season. That would be Taylor Hearn with a 386 ERA in 23 games. He's pitched 37 in a third innings, struck out 52, and uh, he has a whip of one point four seven. So he's actually having a really good go down there at uh at triple A. Guys who have not had a great first half, uh Jake Latz is one of them. He's posting a 668 ERA. Uh, he has, uh, opponents are batting 289 against him, which is not all that great. And of course, everyone's talked about the struggles of uh, Cole Wynn all year, 732 ERA. Uh, batters are hitting 279 against him. He's given up 10 homers already on the season in 59 innings. I uh, struck out 56 in 59 innings. So not even a strikeout per inning, which, I mean, He's come on lately and looking better, and according to lots of sources I've talked to, the Rangers really aren't that concerned about him, but it's been kind of a rough go for uh, for Colwyn and Jake Latz, two guys that two years ago we were very, very high on in this system who have now moved way down uh, in the rankings with all the new players the Rangers have acquired and with how badly they have been playing. All right, let's move on to the Frisco Rough Riders who are sitting at 37 and 43 at the break. Uh, Not the best first half of the season. Remember, they were in first place wire-to-wire last year and won the championship. Not in that kind of scenario. This year, they did not win the first half at 37 and 44. But their offensive MVP for me, and believe it or not, it's not going to be Evan Carter. It's going to be Thomas Sejaci. In 313 at-bats, Sejaci hitting 316, 384, 524 with a 908 OPS. He has 13 homers and 61 RBI. Um, now Evan Carter, who is my runner-up, may have won it had he not missed a lot of time for it with an injury, but he has almost 70 less at bats than Thomas C. He's batting 304, 412, 457 with an 869 OPS with uh eight homers and 39 RBI, where CJC has 13 homers and 61 RBI. CJC has walked 32 times. The only bad thing about Sajacey, he struck out 82 times and 313 at bats. So, and walked 32, um, he's stolen seven bases. So, so JC's having a great season for the Rough Riders. Um, other people, of course, Acuna is having a really good season, 315 uh, batting average with an 818 OPS. Uh, Acuna, also Dustin Harris, of course, who now has already has moved up to, to Round Rock. Also had a really good time. And, and Isabel uh, Arias also uh, did I don't know how to say his first name. Sorry. Sorry about that. So anyway. But I gave it to Thomas Sejase on the hitting side. All right, award on the pitching side. My MVP, who now has moved up to Round Rock, but this is for the first half of the season. And Alex Spees pitched for the uh, Rough Riders for most of the season. He got into 23 games and he has a 0.64 ERA. Opponents are hitting 133 against him. He struck out 47 batters in 28 and a third innings and given up only 13 hits. He's also walked 13 people, which isn't that bad. Um, so not even a walk uh every other inning. So it's been a it's been a good go for Alex Spees. Um he has had a great, I mean, he got he got moved up to Round Rock for a reason. It's because of how dominant he's been in the double A level. Um and then also my runner up who also is moved up is Owen White, two and three with a 351 ERA and 12 starts. Uh he has 48 strikeouts in 56.1 innings. Opponents are hitting 205 off of him, and he has a whip of 1.12. And of course, we saw him make his major league debut earlier this year, which was pretty awesome for uh for Owen White. And now he is also, of course, got to play in the futures game. He pitched a scoreless inning, did very, very well in that. But Owen White now in round rock, and we've already seen him in Arlington once. Wouldn't be that shocked if he was in Arlington again. Oh, and I did want to say that really, uh, he, he didn't spend enough of the season in Round Rock, but uh, Cody Bradford probably you know also could have been the pitcher of the first half. Of course, as you guys know, he had a wonderful season while he was in Round Rock, but he's been with the Rangers for the last month, month and a half. So I'm, I sort of went with someone who has is, is pitched a little bit more time there at Round Rock. Although, you know, I could be wrong. It could be Cody Bradford. Cody Bradford had an amazing season. He was under a one ERA for a very long time. Um, during the season, but he has done pretty well. Each start at the major league level, he's gotten just a little bit better. So, There's that. Let's move down to the Hickory Crawdads, who are 39 and 36 at the break. So my offensive MVP for the Crawdads is someone who got there not at the beginning of the season, but got called up uh, during the season. That is Abimelech Ortiz. In 123 at bats, he is hitting 350, 413, 740 with 1153 OPS. Yes, you heard that right. He has 12 homers and 39 RBI. And remember, he only has 133 at bats for the Hickory Crawl dad. So Abimelech Ortiz um, just has done a great job for the Hickory Crawl Dads so far Um, as the. Uh, As their first baseman, Um, he's doing a really, 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 really good job. And I've really enjoyed uh, when I've gotten to see him. Of course, you only get to see Hickory when they're on the road, not at home. But that'll probably be fixed with the new group that bought the team. My runner up was Max Acosta. Max Acosta, 265, 316, 369. Not hitting the long ball a lot. He's only got five home runs, 38 RBI, though. Uh, He has stolen 15 bases in 268 bats. So not a bad season so far. For Max Akosa, other guys that we could have talked about, Tucker Mitchell has been doing pretty good. He's the catcher down there. Um, Also, Akiba Rodriguez has been talked about a lot. He's also having a pretty decent season down there. These are the younger guys. Of course, Yossi Galan started really badly, and he's coming on and doing a whole lot better right now. So those are guys now for pitcher. This is someone that you probably have heard of, uh, at least recently, because he is starting to play a lot better than he did earlier in the season. He is doing really good right now. That's Josh Stephen or Stefan. Uh, he has six and three with a 217 ERA and 12 starts. Um, he has a 0.8 whip and a 1.75 opponents batting average. Uh, he has a 2.17 ERA if I didn't say that. So he has struck out 73 in 62 and a third innings. Uh, Josh Steven has really had a good season so far for the Hickory uh, crawdads. And my backup pitcher was Johannes Morell, who is one and zero with a two fifty one ERA. He's gotten into nineteen games, thrown twenty eight point two innings, has a one point oh eight um, WHIP, and a one point nine two opponents' betting average against. So that is, of course, the Hickory Crawdads. Let's move down to the Down East Wood Ducks, who are probably going to have a different name and a different location next year, as they've been bought out again, just like Hickory was. Um, so for them, I gave the offensive MP, MVP to Tucker Mitchell. Tucker Mitchell with only 88 bats, but he is batting 338, 460, 488 with a 9, 948 OPS. Um, another guy to talk about down there is a is uh Abimelech well, Ortiz as well, has done really good. Uh he did really good there before he got called up as well, which is why he got called up. But also Jason Moribel is another guy to talk about who has uh He's batting 273 with a OPS of 697. So not hitting for a lot of power, but doing pretty good at that level. Zion Bannister, another guy you guys have heard of before, and also Cameron Cawley, who's having a pretty good season. Hopefully, we've been trying to get him on the show. Hopefully, he'll be a guest on the show soon. And let's look at the pitching stars for the Downeast Wood Ducks. All right, I'm going to gonna uh, I'm gonna butcher this name, I'm sure, and I'm sorry for that, but I think it's Kai Noah Winard or Winyard. Uh, He has gotten 13, he's gotten in 13 games. He has a 1.23 ERA, uh, 0.64 whip and a 0.85 bat or a 0.085 batting average against uh, him so far this season. He has really looked good at down east. And of course, Nick Lockhart is another guy with a 1.29 ERA. But really, they have uh, eight, nine guys with an ERA below two. And, you know, most of them have only gotten into 12, 13 games so far this year but are really doing well. Pitching is always better at the single A level. We've talked about that than hitting. Pitching is always ahead. Uh, These guys really are very good at that level. These hitters, these are the best pitchers that most of these hitters have seen. And so they really get them. So those are my guys that you will see uh, or that I'm giving my midseason awards to this year. Um, And again, this is a little different since I'm doing it all by myself. Normally I'd have someone with me, but we're we're just flying solo tonight. So hopefully it's not too painful for you guys. (laughs) All right let's take a look before we get off tonight. Uh, One more thing I wanted to talk about is a little bit about not the major leagues, but what could the major leagues could affect the minor league system. Some of these guys and some of these guys that we all like are not going to be here. um, You know, you know, in a month when the Rangers make some trades for some bullpen arms and maybe a starter and maybe a bat, we don't know who all they're going to bring in, but some of these guys may not be here. So I put together my list of five guys that I think you can see move. By uh, five guys that you've heard of that I think could move by the trade deadline, uh, number five guy I think could move would be uh, the Rangers' number eleven prospect, Tekoa Rob Roby or TK Roby. Uh, TK Roby's had a great season. TK Roby has opened a lot of eyes. He's pitching really well this season. I think he's someone that a team like St. Louis or Pittsburgh may want in a trade. My number four guy, Aaron Zavala, who was injured at the beginning of the season, but since coming off has been tearing it up at Frisco. The Rangers have a plethora of outfielders. They have too many. And he's one the number eight prospect for the Rangers that I could see get moved in a trade. Uh, the number three prospect I could see is number our number six prospect, Justin Foscue. Again, just kind of blocked at the uh, major league level. Really nowhere for him to go. And he has had a pretty good season there for the Round Rock Express. He's just kind of stuck there. I could see a team wanting him as well. Um, my number two, Luis Angel Acuna. He is the Rangers' number three prospect. And again, this, this, it depends on who we get. It's going to have to be somebody big to give up prospects in the top five. Acuna, and then my next one as well, who you probably already know who it is, but. Acuna is a guy plays shortstop. They've been they've been auditioning him in the outfield, and I believe the reason they're doing that is to show other teams is that he can vary and play different positions and play different positions well, as he's done really good in the outfield for Frisco. And he's just had a really good season overall. So Luis Angel Acuna is another one. And then, of course, my number one who I think could move in a trade, which I don't want to see move in a trade, would be Owen White. Owen White is a guy that I don't think is untouchable, although he's pretty close to it. My untouchable will be Evan Carter. The Rangers aren't going to deal Evan Carter. He's not going anywhere. I don't think Jack Lighter's going anywhere. Uh, other ones, possibly a chance would be Dustin Harris, maybe could move somewhere. Um, you know, I don't know. I just think there's a shot that someone could want Dustin Harris. Another really, really talented guy. Another shot would be Cole Wynn. Um, if someone wants to take a chance on him, he wants to get a fresh start. Mark church is another guy. Jonathan Ornelas is another guy that I could see, uh, in a trade. And if you're looking at some lower level guys, maybe a Mitch Bratt could also go in a trade. Um, You know, it depends on what other teams want, but there's going to be some major league guys moving too. but those are five plus guys that I think could be moved before the trade deadline or by the trade deadline by the Texas Rangers that Rangers fans have come to know. And, uh, and of course we've talked about them on this show. If you listen to uh, the Rangers today, baseball podcast, they have also talked about a lot of these guys had a lot of them on as we have as well. Uh, hopefully they don't get moved. I mean, so JC is a guy I left off the list just because I don't want to see him go, but he could be moved as well. The Rangers just... That's the reason why you stockpile, and we've talked about this. That's the reason why you stockpile prospects is so you have to move them when the time comes, or you have them to move when the time comes, I should say. And that will conclude this minor league edition. It's a little different than the ones we normally do. I wanted to give out some awards before the season kicks back off on Friday. Uh, tomorrow, the Ranger Report podcast will drop a series preview of the rangers and cleveland guardians so be on the lookout for that everywhere you get your podcasts don't forget we have a shop you can buy all kind of cool stuff so go check that out uh you can find me and cj on twitter instagram facebook and uh you can find us at the at dallas sports nation and at the fans first sports network so mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening this has been the minor league edition of the ranger report podcast see you guys next time